This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to the War Room today. Glad to be here today with my, uh, my good friend Matt Mormon. We're down hanging in his crib in Colorado Springs and uh, gonna share some really cool stuff with you today on the man, the myth, and the legend here that's uh, figured out how to do what a lot of people cannot figure out how to do, and that's how to fast flip houses in eight to 10 days. Everybody gonna wanna hear about that. Yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're getting some pretty good success with the, uh, with the flipping for sure, and um, one of the biggest things for us is obviously speed, sure. right? Um, time is money, right? Yeah. And um, speed loves money, right? Mm -hmm. Our money loves speed. Um, and so some of the stuff we basically do is we're acquiring properties, purchasing the properties and from start of construction to completion of construction, we typically can renovate an entire house. I'm talking full gut job, bathrooms, kitchen remodel, like we're currently doing right now on one and, um, start to finish. We started January 3rd and it should be about wrapped up by tomorrow. Yeah. You know what? General contractors are going to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> what why <laughs> yeah yeah you know why right why is that because they always say like i'm i'm gonna remodel my house right so they always say double your time and double your budget <laughs> right well i disagree i, I disagree with that I, I think it's more along the lines of organize your project yeah and when you organize your project correctly you have the ability to put pe people in places, people in pieces in place inside of a, a unit, right? Or a home that gives you the ability to, you know, create a, you know, an organizational chart around the home. And that way we can get them done, you know, really, really quickly. So, I mean, how the hell did all this get started? How did you get started in this? Let's go back to where- Where I got my you, construction yeah, background. You, you were in here at this point where you landed now. Right. Get, take us rewind us five years right to when you when you got started in this and the trials and tribulations and struggles right right well i mean i've always had a love of real estate i've always had a love of the deal right sure. i enjoy the deal that's mm -hmm. that's what kind of gets me motivated every morning and all the things like that and you know honestly so i have a pretty big construction background from even as young as like 16 years old, um, you know, during my high school summers and everything, um, of, of, you know, of a family friend and all that stuff, we used to build homes in Breckenridge, right? So the dad built homes in Breckenridge and we'd go out and I mean, this was back in 2099 and you know, the lots back then were a half a million dollars and they were building $2 million houses in Breckenridge back in 2000 right mm -hmm. so during the summers i got the opportunity to kind of work on some homes learn the process around it and then the homes i bought when i bought my first home at like 22 years old and it was i mean it was a disaster home right and uh, i found out my wife my wife at the time was pregnant we were getting married and she says well go buy me a house so i buy this house that's just by the way a disaster right 
And we figured out basically how to get it all flipped and done and all that stuff. So I learned the process of construction basically on in that time. So fast forward to 20 plus years later, you know, I got back into real estate. I had a business that uh, I went away from, got into real estate, always had that love of the game and all this stuff and became a real estate agent. And what people don't realize when you get into real estate is there's different sectors of real estate, right? Mm -hmm. And you can be good at certain sectors of real estate and not deal in others, right? right. So for whatever reason, I got attracted to more, I always joke that I either do luxury homes or I do homes that are just disgusting, right? So we'll go into these homes and um, some, you know, you need a hazmat suit in a lot of them, man. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Some of them, you know, it, it'll kind of, um, you know, it'll, you know, I've gagged in a few and everything else like that. But the, the, the art of making something ugly into beautiful again really intrigues me. And the part that I've kind of learned inside of this process is we don't reinvent the wheel, right? So I don't necessarily reinvent the wheel. We have a certain price point. We kind of look for a property. We have kind of a certain color scheme. We run around that and we run the project over and over yeah. and over again. So what that's basically been able to do for us is it gives us the ability to create fast flips with high quality work. Right. So we put in higher quality finishes, right? into the properties, you know, such as, you know, in the, in the project we're doing right now, we got quartz countertops going in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, in, you know, in undermount sinks and things like that. And, but we're still in an affordable price point in that $400,000 range because we've been able to build a team around that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have a fantastic team with anybody that is successful. I believe in life has a team that backs behind them. Right. Because, we can't be that one individual mm -hmm. on a set basis, right? So, so that's well, kind of where I got my start. Here's the cool thing, right? Is anything that's ever a success is usually built on a couple of things. There's a great foundational ecosystem around it. Right. Right. There's good people around it. Right. And then there's a system, right? Right. There's a system to put everything through. And what I like about how you operate is it's like we use this, these three colors, these three tiles, these three this, these three that, and that's it, right? It's very simplistic, right? right. And that way you can't overcomplicate it, and you can certainly control your cost, I would imagine. Keep it simple, stupid, stupid right? Yeah. If yeah. you keep it simple, stupid, right? It gives you the ability to mass produce, right? right? So instead of me coming in and, and the, and the thing is, I mean, I'm not using, I mean, they're, they're beautiful colors. I mean, it was, it was ironic. I actually sold a house to another guy, um, last week and he was talking about paint schemes. I was like, well, send me your paint schemes when you guys figure it out. Mm -hmm. Ironically, the paint scheme they actually figured out was <laughs> the same one I'm actually running, which is what you kind of want because you know, you're using basically neutral tones and things like that to where if the individual, cause I don't know what your accent wall wants to look like. Right. Yeah, sure. But you do, but I can provide a baseline paint that is beautiful that you can put any accent wall on and it's still going to work. And then, you know, it's just like your, your flooring, right? So we don't have, 
I base it off of is it going to be a dark flooring or a light flooring? And we basically go off one or the other, mm -hmm. right? So in this particular instance, we're using a dark flooring. The reason why is because the basement had a dark flooring that was already fantastic in the first place. So we just worked off of that, which was mm -hmm. reducing construction cost, right, compared to some of the things that kind of that 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 kind of come with that. And you know, learning that throughout the years. And, and kind of watching and you know like i said I, I got into real estate as a real estate agent professional right i'm gonna help homeowners susie sally and everything else like that and i realized pretty quickly that my gift i can do those transactions on a regular basis but my gift is managing the people that do those transactions and also focusing where i love my talents which is building the construction process, looking at a, looking at a home, I, I can walk into a home and kind of, I can walk into a home essentially. And there's a good possibility. If I give you a quote, by the time it gets into the contractor's hand and they come back with that quote, I'm going to be within about a 5% yeah, range. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, <clears throat> again, you just go back to almost anything we do in life, right? Right. Life is an art, right? right. Life is an art. The things we do, are an art and the passion part, right, is what drives most people to make decisions, do their, be at their very best, right? right. And, you know, being here and seeing all the things you're doing is the one thing I can tell you is your passion is what does drive you 100%. Sure. It's very obvious that right. that, that drives you. And, but, you know, a, a takeaway that I want people to get from this show, though, is it wasn't easy. No, no. <laughs> right? No. Cause, but here's the thing, right? So people come on, they see these shows like this, and it's like, yay, success, 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 right? Right, right. It's super easy. If yeah. this guy can do it, then everybody right. can. So, so take us through some of the failure side oh man i mean i i, I mean I've, i probably i fell on my face more than i've won you know at the beginning of my career as a business entrepreneur in general um learning the things that i kind of learned throughout failures mm -hmm. bring brought me where i am today right i mean picking the right business partners uh i had a i had a really really difficult partnership that was probably the most detrimental thing in my life and going through it and rebounding off of that what it basically taught me, the lessons it taught me was more than the million plus dollars I lost and in, the, in the entire situation. So what that basically was able to do for me is inside the growth and inside all the things that kind of come with that, we were able to, I was able to basically use those failures as fuel, right? Because sure. um, business is not easy. Business is not easy. There's a there's a lot to it. There's a lot of moving parts. And to be incredibly successful, you have to get things right, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to find the right people, processes, and things, right? So, yeah, I mean, it, there was nothing easy as far as growing out of this. And learning how to flip. I, in fact, the funniest thing is I think I did my first flip at like 28 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And I screwed that thing up. <laughs> more than anything. I still made money. That's the funny. I still made money. I still made money. I don't know how I made money. It pulled off at the end. So I made maybe, but it took me, so the entire flip took me, I think, five months. Wow. It was a five-month flip. 
you know you know what I'd be feeling right now if I did a five month flip. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking a five month flip on probably a two hundred thousand dollar house. Wow. So my idea behind it was I was going to get one contractor that was going to be affordable and he was going to do one thing for me and I was going to help him do the actual construction process. So when I had some time, I'd go over there. He'd be over there when he had some time and we sat there and that flip took so long that it was absolutely insane. I think I may have made like $15,000 on it at the end of the day, but five months at $15,000 isn't <laughs> yeah. exactly winning, is it? No. So we're doing $50,000 in about 10 days, right? Yeah, right? So what I basically have done at this point is I'm putting an educational program about flipping in 10 days, right? Yeah. And what that educational program basically means is, and if you hit 11 days, fine, right? But the goal and the target goal is always 10 days over and over again, because then money's expensive. Things right. like that are expensive, right? So when the goal gets hit, right, and we hit that in 10 days, we're able to protect ourselves from a recession market, right? Mm -hmm. Because if a recession market is basically happening, we probably have the ability to adjust a price point to make it work within those 10 days, right? I mean, sure. the, the market markets do change fast, as you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember 2008 was a yeah. very great, crazy time. And that happened fast, too. It did happen. It was within probably <laughs> about, you know, 30 to 60 days all of a sudden. But with the ability to see those markets being done, if you're holding the bill on some of these flips, right, we're able to move that money very, very quickly to where we can make adjustments inside of the market sure. to where if we have to take a haircut on our deal, right? We have the ability to do that. But fortunately, we've been successful and that market's currently not here. So what we've basically found ourselves to do, and it goes back to money's expensive, right? Mm -hmm. If I can turn my product and my dollars, right, two or three times faster than the other flipper every single year, that money that I have set aside for myself, all of a sudden stretches into two, three, four more deals a year, Right. Right. Yeah. And that's where the benefit of the entire flip is. Right. So our thing is basically, you know, we have certain price point. We have certain price points we kind of utilize. We'll go in. We basically kind of get a, a project. You know, me and the project manager basically get kind of an idea on what we're going to do. And then we we execute on the process. Right. Sure. And when we do that and we do it successfully over and over and over again. And, and, and the thing about construction is there are going to be times when things happen, right? So yesterday it cost me an additional $2,000 in change orders. For a backdoor. Yeah, for a backdoor, right? Yeah, I was showing you that and I was like, well, and I started moving it and I was like, well, nobody's gonna want this jankity door, so I might as well just change it now, you know, instead of trying to trying to deal with it. So it was a $2,000 change order, but for the most part, when we do our upfront cost analysis, we're very, very, very close to what that's gonna look like, right? right? And, and it, but it goes also back to me and my contractor at this point. I mean, we ended up having dinner with him last mm -hmm. night and his family. It was a wonderful family. I mean, I, I just love them to death. Yeah. And, uh, and it was a great time, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, the food was, I mean, it was great. Great barbecue, the whole nine yards that kind of came with that. And, um, but him and I are to the point now that we've been working together so much that he knows that my cash is going to be ready for to go for him mm -hmm. he knows that i have his back i also he also has my back right because we've got the right processes in place we win on a regular basis over right. and over again well and that's to me you know 
the people matter, right? For sure. Sure. You, I mean, you, you can, you can buy all the homes in the world and have a, a crappy crew that goes in there and they end up actually doing you more harm than good where you look at how this operation you got running right now it's pretty damn smooth man i mean right i don't know if you could really get it much smoother no i i don't know <laughs> i don't think i can right now as far as as until we scale right sure. so there's going to be there'll be there's going to be we which we are scaling right now which there will be learning curves on the way and things like that yeah. but but as far as the processes and the things that we're doing right now, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very efficient. I mean, it, it, they run, we run 24 seven, right? We're, I mean, we're pretty much morning to night that crew's running that property. Right. So we're doing those kind of things and the organization, you know, it's just like, you know, the way you break down a house, the way you tear down a house, we take, you know, we tear down the house first. We have all these processes in place to where, we take everything out, we get everything ready to go, we get a blank canvas essentially inside the home based on what we're gonna keep, what we're not gonna keep, come back, get our dry roll repairs in, so we take care of all of it at once, it's big crews all at one time, to where every single day, it's massive differences in the home. Right, yeah, well I seen that just from getting here Sunday right. to, to yesterday, Right. Amazing, man. Isn't it crazy? I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I got my house remodeled. It took them eight months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, so, I think they bled me to death. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, And I see contractors doing that, and I've had issues with that. I mean, I've had bad contractors, contractors in the past, and um, I remember when we were talking kind of earlier in this flip thing with you and I, and you kind of said, basically find people that can put the process in for you mm -hmm. to where you're not managing it all the time right. right and taking that to heart has really been great for me right because i i have a fantastic crew and i'm a firm believer is you pay people what they're worth right and we have an agreement we work together really really well and i always want to make sure my money's there for them and they're work is there for me in return right, right and you know he told me last night he's like i got your back right and i said and i and he's like i love you you know and, and it goes both ways right um but i don't and i typically don't even for the most part i, I our construction costs are very good as far as you know my my eye for it and then where his budgets kind of come in sure. are are very very similar um i had one that the margins were a little bit tighter than they they normally are and things like that and um i, I priced it in my head based on my walkthrough at forty thousand dollars well he came back yesterday and said hey we're at 42 right so that's within a five percent that's pretty pretty freaking good though yeah 4.2 considering i didn't do any measurements or anything well, else like that also considering that you know i guess the different different costs and so on and so forth with uh, overages or whatever, right? I mean, right. Remember when he, when, remember when he kind of laughed when he said, what about change orders? And he said, I don't have change orders. <laughs> and, uh, he takes pride in that. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, but, but we, we account for if, if, if there's a change order, honestly, it's on me. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, so that, so that sliding glass door, I didn't really see it and think about it. That's on me because I didn't ask for it to get changed. Right. right? Sure. So, um, I'll take that one. But, and so I, I, he's right. He doesn't have any change orders, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Not if you look at it that way. Well, I mean, that's my fault, right? I should have, because I should have done that at the initial sure. walkthrough presentation and all the things that yeah. kind of come with that. Well, and like any machine, there's the parts that make the machine run, right? So 
if one part of the machine's not working correctly, right, then you have a shortfall. Sure. I mean, the other side of the machine can be clicking along just fine. Right. But then if you, in that case of the door, right. well, you had a machine failure. <laughs> right, yeah. You get caught. Right, right. So, right. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, if I if I had six houses that I was sitting on and all of them took eight months for me to do, I'm going to be in big trouble, all right? Oh, my. Just interest alone. And you, you didn't yeah, I don't think the investors are going to be calling <laughs> no. me anymore, you know what I mean? They would have been a little bit. And, that, and, that's, and that's what... And that's what a lot of people kind of fail to realize, right? So a lot of people get into this mom and pop, pop flipping thing. They see this HGTV stuff and they see all these things that kind of come with that. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh my gosh, this is easy. I, this husband and wife, they go and kill it together and they, they're on TV and they make these beautiful homes. They don't see all the things that kind of go in that. And a lot of times, a lot of those people are swinging a hammer and they really, really aren't swinging a hammer in real life, right? Sure. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. And I don't do that stuff. I mean, I guess I could. I could come in there and swing a hammer and show you guys that I can swing one and everything else like that and then go back into my suit the next day and we'll call it good. <laughs> but I kind of want to show kind of the realistic way of how to really make money in flipping, right? right. Because the reason we do flips is not, I guess there's the artistic impression of it. But at the end of the day, this comes down to how do we be successful at making money in flips, right? right. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to at the name of the game, right? Well, and not just making money, but making really good money, right? Right. I mean, you go into a, a you know, I remember I had an aunt that used to flip houses and she'd make like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 and thought that was just amazing. Right. Right. Now, granted, that was like 30 years ago. Right. But but the point is, you got to do a whole lot of those to to like really turn that into something great that you could do something with. So. Right. But if you can figure out like you figured out how to do 50, 60. Well, you had one not long ago that was 100K, right? Yeah. 80s, maybe 85. So the new one that's hitting the market will probably be around 90. But that's efficiency. Right. Yeah, it's all about the efficiency. It's all about the efficiency. Right. It's all about, and really, the biggest part about flipping is setting up a plan, mm-hmm. executing off that plan, and being organized inside of what you're doing in that plan. Yeah, right. For sure. And that's not my strong suit, to be honest with you. I'm not the most organization or organized person in the entire world. I think you've got to know me at this point for Say the last three so. <laughs> <laughs> But what I do, what I do well, is I have a vision and I know how to execute yeah, off right. that vision, right? And then I know how to put the right people in place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To where they're organized, like I've never seen in my entire life, right? right. You know, he's he's got his whole chart and everything ready to go, and then they're in, and we're in and running, right, right off the bat. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing what you got going on, and you know what are what 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 could kind of advice could you give? Um, doesn't have to be about flipping homes, but just business advice in general for somebody that either would be wanting to get into the flip game, or it's just a new founder just starting a pizza shop, right? Find a mentor in something. I mean, the reality is you don't... So People like to recreate things that have already been created, right? And I'm notorious for it. Mm-hmm. I've been, oh, well, I got, I'm got. i going to build this thing and it's going to be amazing, better than somebody that's Fortune 500. No, it's not. <laughs> so what I'm learning is basically find out what people are doing and being successful mm-hmm. at it and do what they're doing. 
Yeah. Right. Right. So just do it your way. Right, my way. Yeah. So I mean, I, I started when I started kind of getting into the investment game. I worked uh, directly under a, one of the larger flipping companies in the city, and I learned a lot from them. Right, I learned what to do, and I also learned what not to do. Right, and the benefits of that is you can learn as much what not to do off of someone as what they're doing correctly. True. Right, and getting the correct pieces in place behind that, and finding your own style behind that, is really kind of the the best part about it. And the other thing is simplify the process. Yeah. Where I think people kind of go wrong a little bit, especially in flipping, is when 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 you don't simplify the process and kind of have a set structure inside of what you're doing, that's when shit happens, right? And, and, and that's when things can get, you know, you, you got to have a set plan. And once that plan works, why would you change it? Right. Do it again and again and again and again. Replicate it. Right. You just replicate it because you think about that, right? <clears throat> think about how much that actually just applies to our life, right? Right. Our life is nothing but one large system. You get up in the morning, brush your teeth, go have your cup of coffee, bowl of syrup, whatever it is, right? But we're all pretty much a creature of habit, right? Sure. With most of the things that we do. But then we get in these little weird spots where we try to reinvent stuff, right? Sure. And I don't know why, but, but we do. But it's just like we talked the other day. It was like, we're going to create this new model of all this stuff when it's already there. Right. It's been created already. Right. So now all we got to do is just make it your way. Right. Right. And, and that was kind of the, and that was kind of. That's the best part, right? Mm -hmm. We're not starting anything new. Right. We're basically building our own systems mm -hmm. inside of something that's already been created. Right. But the systems itself, though, like a structure, right? The structure is there. But it's the system that matters. That's the secret sauce right there, actually. Right. <laughs> right. right. Is having this, knowing that system to put in place to then be able to duplicate that. And... And that's one thing he can teach you how to do. Because I've been amazed watching this whole thing unfold here um, when it came to how this works. Because the first time I met you and you said you're going to flip a house in 10 days, I was like, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm nuts sometimes too. Well, it, yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from because it sounds fucking nuts, right? The, but the thing is, once again, is if you organize a if you organize something correctly, yeah, you can get results properly, of right? You can. And that's and that's what the big. Don't tell me it can't be done because it can, right? Because I mean, I can't do it in one day because the mud has to, you know, you know. <laughs> Things like that. Paint has to dry. Yeah, the paint has to dry, and there's things that have to dry in this, right? So, but getting a system in place to where we have a crew that comes in, gets everything taken care of, and then you come back and you you attack it, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're attacking the problem, and you're attacking it fast, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we had 30 holes in that house. We had 30 drywall repairs in that house alone. In fact, the, the, I, I go, hey, how many? And I talk to the drywall people, and I said, how many were there? How many uh, holes were there? Like 15? And she starts laughing. She goes, ha, ha, we counted them. There was over 30. And I was like, wow, you know. And but but we attacked it. And we attack it with multiple mm -hmm. people, right? Because 
I have to pay someone to be in there in an hourly way or whatever that has to look like, right? So why don't I just put enough people in it to where it's all getting done at once, right? Right. right. You find you find multiple people that do a trade, right? Because there's more than one bathroom guy. Sure. They don't need to get all the bathrooms. You can have one guy, you know, one crew doing each bathroom at a time. Sure. Boom, you're done, you're done, you're done. Right. Drywall, you're done, you're done, you're done. You know, flooring, you're done, right? Yeah. And that way we're not sitting there going, man, this is taking forever. But the biggest thing is finding the right people to do that, yeah. right? Because you, you got to get successful people that are good in their craft, right? Mm -hmm. And you find them and you work with them and you make sure they're taken care of. And that's you build relationships. Right. I mean, that's a huge key to business, period, right? Is you focus and you build those relationships. Sure. For sure. Um, well, you know what? I, I, I really want people to be able to connect with you because I, I know there's a course coming out and all this stuff. So I want people to be able to connect with you. Where, where do we want to point people to come find you? Um, I mean, they can, they can contact me on Facebook, Matt Mormon. Um, also, we have a Facebook group coming out, Flippin'10Days. Flippin'10Days.com is getting ready to launch as well. Um, LinkedIn, James Mormon. Um, you, you can get a hold of me pretty much any of those ways, and um, I'm available. Awesome. So I like to end the show with this question. If you could have invited anybody today to sit with us today, any point in time, dead or alive, doesn't matter, somebody that could have sat with us today, and either listened or participated, who would have you loved to have here today? Steve Jobs. <laughs> okay, why? Why him? He changed the world, right? I mean, he's, he was a true innovator, in, and honestly, he simplified the computer process so much, and his vision was so detailed, right? Yeah, well, he, he was one of the biggest visionaries ever, right? Mm -hmm. But what he also was is he was so attention to detail inside of his vision to the point where they were getting ready to do a grand opening for one of the first apple stores. he didn't like the shade of gray it was and he had the entire flooring ripped out and started back over again and he was just by far to me i believe he was the greatest visionary in american history maybe world history yeah and world <laughs> honestly world yeah, history maybe right maybe right well cool well hey um Thanks for being on the show. I always say we all have the same 168 hours a week. Thanks for dropping, letting me drop in your crib. Right. And uh, have some time for you to share a little bit of wisdom with the world. Right. At the end of the day, we keep this junk locked up in this trunk. Doesn't do anybody any good. Got to get it out in the world, man. For sure. For sure. And I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to teaching the world what we're doing and uh, showing it on a high level. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Matt, bro. great to see you again, brother. Yeah, man. Tune into the next show. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.